Good morning, I'm Kayla, the children's pastor here at Crossroads, and thank you so much for joining us online. I'm gonna start this morning off with a little prayer, so pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful Sunday that we can be together in person and online just to worship you. God, please um, settle our hearts and our minds to focus on you um, with this upcoming service. God, we love you so much. In your name, amen. All righty, so here are your announcements. Most of your announcements will be found on our social media page. We work really hard to post everything on there. One big thing is that we are taking our deacon nomination ballots today. So that means next week you will find out who your new... Um, your two new deacons are. Um, one more change um, to our calendar is our ice cream social. We have moved it to September 6th, and that'll still be at 6 o'clock in the evening. But everything else you can find on our website, www.hopeatcrossroads.org, um, or on our social media pages. Thanks. Good morning, and welcome to Crossroads today. You sing right along with us as we sing great songs of the church. I will serve thee, and little is much when God is in it. So you sing with us, all right? All right. I will serve thee, because I love thee. You have given life to me. I was nothing before you Hey there, friends. Welcome. Last week we were talking about the uh, the kingdom of God, and I was standing in a cow pasture today. Not too much different, but I'm standing in a, uh, well, a bunch of rows of tomatoes, and uh, there's a huge garden here, here at the Bagwell Farm. There's a lot of tomatoes, there's uh, okra, uh, there's corn, there's flowers, and there's a whole lot of things uh, that are growing. When you think about the harvest, there's a time for planting, there is a time for reaping, there's a time for sowing. Uh, there's a time for taking these uh, tomatoes here off of uh, off of the vine when they're ready. And uh, we're going to be talking about that today. Jesus actually talked about that in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 9. And it says in verse 35 that he actually was going about 
uh, sharing the good news of the kingdom. He was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease, every kind of sickness that he could find. And as he saw the people, verse 36, he, he saw the multitudes. He felt compassion for them because the Bible says they were uh, distressed. They were downcast. Some translations say they were hopeless and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. There are a lot of tomatoes in this, uh, on this farm here that I've discovered just walking around this afternoon. And uh, they're about ripe. Some of them are getting close. Uh, and somebody's going to have to come pick these tomatoes. That's kind of the harvest that, that Jesus is talking about when it comes to the kingdom. And he's talking about the importance of people. And there's just a few things that I wanted you to think about today as you think about the harvest. You know, last week we talked about being kingdom-minded. And my prayer for you and for your church community, if you're not plugged in at Crossroads, wherever you're plugged in, is that we would see a movement of God in our churches, in our community, in our country, in our world. But that starts with having a kingdom mindset. And then we have to be thinking about the harvest. We have to be looking at the harvest. And when you think about this passage of Scripture, one of the things that Jesus is trying to make clear is uh, he saw the people with compassion. You know, one of the things that we have to do as disciples and followers of Jesus is to be able to see people with compassion. It's very easy in our world, as crazy as things are right now, to respond inappropriately and, and to uh, act just like the world does. But we've got to have compassion like Jesus. And you know what? You think about those people that, that Jesus calls when he saw the people. It says he saw them. They were distressed and downcast. My version, the New American Standard says, distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. And there are people that are distressed. They are downcast. They are helpless. They are hopeless. Uh, some translations say harassed. When you think about that, that, I would ask you the question, what is harassing people in our world today? Well, it's maybe sin, of course, but it could be uh, intensity at work. It could be uh, spouses. It could be children. It could be culture uh, that's trying to conform us into an image that's not the image that God has for us. There are a lot of things that are harassing both people outside the church and inside the church. So Jesus is drawing attention to that. But he says some key things here. I just want to point out a couple of things today to you about the harvest that I think are very, very important. And one of those is the value of the harvest. You see all these tomatoes here around me, and the harvest is very valuable. It's valuable when it comes to us as far as eating, but the harvest is of great value. And sometimes we as Christians, we look at those maybe who are out in the harvest field uh, that God is, where God is working, by the way, working in their hearts, hopefully. And we look at the harvest field, and sometimes we don't see them as people of great value. Uh, Jesus sees them with great value. They are important to him. And sometimes we don't give lost people enough credit. If you think about Jesus, all the parables where he's talking about the things that are lost, they're things that are very valuable. He talks about a sheep. He talks about the prodigal son who was lost. He talks about wheat. He talks about the lost coin uh, that was lost. And they look for it and they looked all over the house and they couldn't find it. Things that are of value. People in the world that don't have a relationship with Jesus are still valuable simply because they're made in the image of God. And God wants to redeem those people, and they're important. And they are a part of our harvest. So when you think about harvest today, and you think about these tomato plants that are out here in the sun, ready to be picked, I want you to think about people. 
and that people are valuable when it comes to God. The other thing that's so important that when, when Jesus says to his disciples, he says, look around, he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers, where are the workers? The workers are few. Friends, one of the things that I would love for us to remember at Crossroads is that um, we are God's plan to deliver the harvest, and we are God's plan to reap the harvest. We are God's plan A through Z. There is no plan B. He left us with that responsibility to go out and, and reach the world. And one of the things that's so critical that we think about as a church, and I want you to know our staff and leadership are really praying through this, is that we don't pursue success the way people determine success. Even in the church world, there are ways that church people, uh, convention people, um, leadership people determine success. And sometimes it's by numbers, and numbers are important. Uh, sometimes it's by baptisms, and baptisms are important. But what's most important to Jesus is that we are transformed people moving into a lost culture, and we are sharing the truth of the gospel with people around us, where we live, where we work, where we play. The church is really not the center. We talked about this last week. The church is not the center of God's plan. The gospel is the center of God's plan, and the church is the tool to go out and reach people for him so we are the preferred delivery method so the question that i would ask myself and ask you today when you think about the harvest is are you ready are you ready to go out and be about god's plan to reach people are there people in your workplace are there people in your neighborhood people in your community that need to know who jesus is if so then god has placed you there to be the one to share Say, well, I'm not really gifted at speaking. That's really not my thing. I'm not a preacher. That's okay. You can use your gifts, your personality, uh, your skill set uh, to be able to point them to having a relationship with Jesus. You don't have to be a preacher. Matter of fact, it may be better that you're not. More people, more of your friends care about what you have to say about Jesus than they might have to uh, care about what your preacher has to say about Jesus. One of the constant struggles for myself, and I've shared this with our team at church, is that we don't turn uh, doing ministry into a professional career because the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible says that we're all supposed to be equipped for leadership, and our job as the pastoral leadership is to equip the saints, that's you, to do the work of the ministry. We're supposed to be doing the work too, but we're supposed to be all doing it if we know Jesus because we are God's delivery plan. You know, one of the other things that's important to remember as we are sharing our faith is the readiness of the gospel, the readiness of the harvest. You see these tomatoes right here, oops, are not ready to be picked because they're not quite ripe enough. But as you think about, uh, you know, harvesting, there is a time, there is a readiness of the gospel. Now, Jesus tells the disciples that when he's preaching them, he says the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. Therefore, send out workers into the harvest. He's saying the harvest is ready right now. And when it comes to spiritually speaking, people, uh, when we're reaching people, the harvest is now. But we also have to balance that with where people are. And we have to plant seeds. And Jesus goes on to say in other parts, and Paul talks about this in one of his letters, that uh, some of us water, some of us plant, some of us water, some of us get to reap the fruit. But we should all be sharing the gospel and allowing God to do the work in the person's heart because they have to have uh, they have to be ready God has to be working on their heart to be ready so I love what Jesus is saying here in this passage in Matthew chapter 9 the harvest is plentiful the workers are few beseech ye therefore the Lord 
of the harvest. A couple other points I would just make to you today as I'm thinking about this passage of Scripture is when Jesus says, look to the harvest, look requires vision. Requires vision. It also requires thinking and looking through the lens of a lost person. You know, I have been a uh, Christ follower for many, many years, about 30 years. And I have to be very intentional. It's really hard. I have to be very intentional at trying to think and remember how I thought before I knew Christ. Think like a lost person. One of the questions I wrote down just to share with you today as I was thinking about this is, how many of our ideas for doing church would our lost neighbor want to be a part of? Now, I know that a lot of the things that we do at church are for equipping the saints, for building us up, allowing us to worship. But there are some things we should be intentionally thinking about, activities, events, outreach, that we should be intentionally thinking about through the lens of those in our community who do not have a relationship with Jesus. We have to be thinking outreach 24-7 in our lifestyle and, in, again, where we live, work, and play, but also as we think about events where we can be intentional and sharing Jesus with people, we really want to think through that lens of having a vision and thinking the way a lost person thinks. The last thing I just want to share with you real quickly today as we kind of wrap up our time thinking about the harvest is the most important part, I believe, and that is uh, it is a process. When you think about these tomato plants, and there's one in here that's looking like it's turning red a little bit. You know, they started really small, but they've been growing. It's a process. The process, much like sanctification for us as believers, as we grow to know Jesus more and more and we become better disciples, there is a process, too, for someone on the other side who's not yet come to know Christ. As they get ready to uh, be a part of that harvest that we're talking about today, it is a process. But the good news is the last thing that Jesus says in those verses, and I know you're going to be talking about this, or uh, you have been talking about this for some of you in your small groups, uh, the last thing he says is, beseech the Lord of the harvest. And here's the good news today. When you think about the harvest of our community, you think about those who need that relationship with Jesus, uh, it's God's harvest. It's the Lord of the harvest. He is the Lord of the harvest. He, he loves those people in our community who need him more than you and I do. He has a deep love for them, a love so big, as a matter of fact, that he gave his life for for not only us, but for those people. I mean, you think about the worst sinner in your workplace or maybe in your neighborhood or in your community, maybe even in your family that needs to know Jesus. Jesus' love for them was so huge that he gave his only life for those people. So when Jesus says to the disciples, look, the harvest is white. It's ready for harvest. Where are the laborers? The laborers are few. Beseech, pray to the Lord of the harvest and ask him to send out workers. One of our prayers here at Crossroads among the staff and myself, my family, since we got here, is that God would send out, I'm beseeching, I'm praying, I'm asking, begging, pleading to the Lord that he would send out workers into the harvest field. We have a lot of people in our church that are serving. Some of them are serving in two or three or four places. And then we have some of us who are watching. And Jesus is asking us, and he's telling us, the laborers are few. Get involved. Look, the fields are ripened to harvest, but the laborers are few. So if you don't have a place of service, can I ask you today to stop for just a minute and say, Lord, where would you like me to serve? All of us have gifts. You may feel like you're uh, unqualified. 
and you have nothing to bring to the table. I want to tell you, yes, you do. Because if you're here, God has you here for a reason. Don't slip off and kind of be on the sidelines because God has a place for you. And yes, it's to, to be fed and to receive, but it's also to give. That's part of a relationship, part of being a, uh, a part of the body of Christ. So today, as you think about your place and you think about the harvest field around us, I'm believing that in our church in the next few weeks and months, we are going to see a harvest of people. People coming to find a place to belong, to get plugged in, a place they can call home, a place that's Christ-centered, a place where they're going to find real relationships with opportunities to serve, a place where they're going to find a shelter from all the storms and the chaos of life, a supportive environment. That's what our church is all about. But when they come, for us to have that kind of place, you're going to have to be in your place of service, whatever that is. So would you stop right now and ask the Lord of the harvest where he wants you to serve? Could you pray with me? Lord, I thank you so much for our church family. I thank you that as I'm standing here amongst this field of tomatoes that are about to be picked and sold and eaten and used, Lord, I think about people in our community. The field is ripe for harvest, but the laborers are few. They're ready, God. You've been doing a work in their life. And the reality is if you have placed that person's name on our heart, you have long since been working through circumstances and other people to bring them to a point of the next step in their journey is to have that conversation with us. So I pray for those watching today. Would you provide opportunities for us to be Jesus? Provide opportunities for us to share the gospel. Thank you for what you're doing in our church family. Thank you for the harvest, God, that is before us. Help us to be kingdom-minded so we can be harvest-focused. Not focus on ourselves. We want to take care of ourselves. We want to grow. We want to do things that will help us love each other. But we want to put our focus on the harvest because for you, that's where you're looking with compassion. You're looking at a world that is helpless and hopeless, distressed and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. But we know who the good shepherd is. It's you. So I pray you would give us strength to lead the way and to point the way to our friends so that they would come to know you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching today. If you stumbled across this uh, live stream event and you're not plugged in to a church of your own, uh, I pray that you would get plugged in because God has a, has a job for you. He has a job for me. If we're a child of God, he has something for us to do. Maybe you stumbled across this live stream today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus then I pray that you would just text the number on the screen and reach out to someone. We would love to share with you how you can have that relationship with Jesus Christ. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for watching.